Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island X. This episode, I'm joined by Nicola and Rosie Dempsey, better known as Flo and Joan. I just wanted to pop up here and ask that if you enjoy this podcast, please do like and subscribe and give us a review if you get a chance, because for all sorts of boring reasons I won't go into here, it's really helpful for us. And now, here's Desert Island X with Flo and Joan. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guests and here to share their Desert Island Discs with us today are comedians Nicola and Rosie Dempsey, otherwise known as Flo and Joan. How are you doing? Good, thank Fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Not too bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining me here today. Well, I say here, but there really because it's obviously all done over the internet we're all just floating in in the air our voices are just air float how are you surviving your lockdown so far judging by the last comment i made not too well (laughs) (laughs) it's been all right yeah it could could, i'm not a frontline worker so i feel like i can keep my mouth very much quiet on the matter of how mine is going (laughs) fair enough fair enough and uh how did you find the process of of getting your choices together for the island we found it interesting because obviously because there's two of us we had to come to an agreement on three yeah i'm sorry about it, it gets harder for you if you if there's a two of you because you have to sort of whittle it down between you totally fine yeah and i think because we're quite different and i hate a lot of people and rosie doesn't hate that many people so my list was quite exhaustive <laughs> and rosie's was quite small uh so between we had to keep it balanced but also uh, we had to both hate the person or the people. So it was an interesting discussion. It's quite hard because even even people that you hate... Can you swear on this? Yeah. Even people you fucking hate, <laughs> they still will have some kind of use on the islands. And I don't think anyone's completely unusable. No, no. Like, you could hate someone, but then, have, then be very good at making fishnets, in which case you really want them on the island. <laughs> yeah. So that you can wear nice tights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Given there's two of you and you've come at it from sort of opposing angles, hopefully, you know, what we're left with is the real sort of, you know, solid gold dicks here. So um, let's crack on straight away. Who would be your first choice for the island? Uh, The first one we've gone for is Willy Wonka, but the Gene Wilder version. Okay, Willy Wonka. Right. Yeah. Loved by children everywhere, but not by you. I I don't know how lovable... I think the Gene Wilder version isn't overly lovable. Mm. Um, he is, but he's not. I think he's got that. He smiles with his art. He does a smile, but then he feels like he could take it all away from me mm. very fast. As he does. I think he's quite a threatening character in the film. He kills like four out of the five children or like certainly injures them. It makes me feel like he's not, he's not a connected person. And so he would be quite ruthless in getting rid of people. If he found you annoying yourself, he'd flush you down a big manhole or something that he's created for himself. <laughs> Also, I feel like yeah. his pockets would be full of chocolate all the time and presumably this would be a hot island and so we'd just be leaving dirty little chocolate stains everywhere and you'd be constantly worried that you'd shit yourself because you'd put your hand in a brown mess <laughs> not realising that it was Willie's chocolate. <laughs> on a hygiene level, yeah, he's one of the worst people you could have in town. It would be flies everywhere. Flies and wasps and ants and... Yeah, it'd be a fucking nightmare. 
I like that you made a good point there about the sort of him sort of dispatching other people, you know, in the in the factory in the film because it's a sort of low-level version of Saw in a way, isn't it? It's just sort of like taking people out due to weird inventive games and tricks. There's, it's quite psychopathic when you drill down into it. This is it. Yeah. I think he's like... Roald Dahl was the original Stephen King, really. <laughs> is Saw a Stephen King film? No. God damn it. <laughs> Who wrote Saw? I have no idea. I haven't even seen it. But... Oh, I'm thinking of It. It gets picked quite a lot on this programme, though, so it doesn't matter too much if we know the names Fair of the enough. directors. Um, yeah, I mean, Roald Dahl, obviously, you know, was famously kind of would say how he liked children more than adults. But Willy Wonka being one of his creations, Willy Wonka doesn't really seem to like anybody unless you pass all his very meticulous tests. Mm. Even Charlie Bucket at the end, he gives him a real hard time of it. He shouts at him. He gives him the factory, but he gives, he doesn't do it in the most settling way. Mm. He plays some little mind games with everyone. Yeah. It's all, yeah. I think it would be like psychological torture. And I'm a very paranoid person and I'd be terrified all the time that he hated me. Mm. Even when he was being nice to me, I think he'd drive me to insanity just because I wouldn't be able to read him at all. Mm. And I'd be permanently worried that I'd upset or annoy him. And what are the consequences of that thing going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think the Gene Wilder is m- more of that case rather than the uh, Johnny Depp version. Johnny Depp mm. version has got way more. Um, <laughs> He's a little lighter on his feet, I'd say, but Gene Wilder feels like he could uh, throw you in a vacuum at any at any point and <laughs> laugh about it. It's funny, isn't it? Because so Charlie's Charlie's, you know, this uh, well, not orphan, but he's he's from a very poor background, and so you know, he's the one that really deserves it compared to all the other kids, and they're all really excited for him because you know this this poor little urchin. You know, now he's the heir to the Willy Wonka factory. But at the same time, you'd be you'd be really torn as his parents because you'd think, God, like, we have no money at all. Now he's the heir to this confectionery empire. But I'm really not that keen on leaving my son with him. And also, Willy Wonka, he's quite insistent that it's, you know, like, no other people that don't need to be there, which feels a bit dodgy in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any parent that would do that. In now in the seventies, absolutely let them run wild with whoever they want. But like right now, nowadays, me too vibes. No. That's all I'm saying. No. <laughs> I also don't think you'd ever get you'd ever you'd never get a straight answer off Gene slash mm. Willie. I think you'd be like, we shouldn't eat these fruit. These are, these look poisonous. Don't eat these fruit. And he'd be like, boys must dream. Pick up the fruit. <laughs> it, it's a snozberry, and you'd be like, Gene, I think you're going to kill us. Yeah. Or he'd take all the, you know, you'd find he'd stripped all the trees of fruit and then he'd just be making his own candies in the rest of the island. You're like, I don't need sweets, I need I need nutrition. Yeah. Come on. This isn't this isn't yeah. working for us, Willie. My teeth are falling out. <laughs> yeah, we're just playing lots of tricks with it. He's a sort of like Dr. Seuss kind of character, isn't he? Mm. It's that sort of quite wacky and strange and definitely untrustworthy. So I think it's a very good choice. Um, <laughs> anything else on uh, Willy Wonka before we move on? He's a Me Too candidate and he's untrustworthy. That's the, that's the headlines here. <laughs> and a groomer. I also feel like he would wear his full suit and a top hat for the whole time you were on the island and he'd fucking sting. <laughs> I don't think he washes enough. He either washes too much or not enough, which would annoy me, and he'd always be in his goddamn suit. So I'd feel underdressed and also he'd stink. He'd absolutely stink. And he'd never yeah. wash his hands, I don't think. I, he definitely doesn't wash his hands, for sure. No. <laughs> 
I don't think you see him wash his hands once in that film. Even in the, <laughs> no, even in the room where there's foam everywhere, he doesn't even relish the scrubbing his hands through the foam. Does he wear gloves quite a lot as well? Because that feels a bit shifty if you've always got gloves on. Yeah. It feels like you're hiding does. something. Yeah. With little leather gloves. Mm. <laughs> just don't got weird them. clawed hands. <laughs> <laughs> or just all bone. <laughs> yeah, just skeleton hands. <laughs> He's definitely hiding something under those gloves. <laughs> Willy Wonka joins you on the island. Uh, who would be your second choice? Uh, literally any opera singer in the world. I don't discriminate. If you put an opera singer on that island, I'm throwing myself in the sea with a fucking tree tied to my legs. I don't care. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, so, Nicola, this seems like you're very much leading the charge against opera singers. Uh, but is it something you both share, I guess? 100%. <laughs> I respect the craft. I don't respect them. <laughs> I don't respect the craft. I don't respect the noise. I don't respect them. I can't. If you're singing English and I still, you still need subtitles, that's a problem. No one naturally sounds like that. No one mm. sounds like that. You, it just no. And they then, you know, the opera singers are the kind of people also who they they sing when you haven't asked them to. And not only are they singing when you haven't asked them to, it's fucking annoying. Like, the sound is just grating. It's annoying. It would annoy <laughs> all the animals on the island. No one likes that sound. If you say that you love opera, you're lying. That's just, <laughs> I can't. I'm already getting stressed out just thinking about being trapped on the island. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. It doesn't seem like something that... I, I don't know how people relax to it, because I, I can see that, you know, I'm not an opera fan, but I can sort of see that it's quite an impressive feat, a physical feat. Is it, you know, it's impressive that any human can make that loud a noise in a controlled <laughs> manner. Yeah. But I mean, I don't often so think it's controlled, you know. I think that's the problem is that it's not controlled. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it a bizarre thing that, that you could relax to because it's so full on all the time. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's never like, a like, Even if it's soft, it's still quite, you know, you can't, yeah, like you say, you can't do it quietly. So it just seems quite a sort of aggressive thing. Yeah. And unnecessary. Uh, I think there's a lot of energy that comes with a with an opera singer. There's like a lot of pop, pomp and circumstance. I think there's an attitude. You never meet a like a demure, shy opera singer. <laughs> that would also piss me off. I'd be like, just the personality that goes along with the noise. Sorry, mm -hmm. I would apologise to opera singers, but I don't believe it. So I'd just be doing it <laughs> to seem like a nice person. But honestly, you can all get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> their positive side though their big dresses would be good for canopies 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 to eat and yeah <laughs> to eat some of that lining or as i said at the beginning a fishnet <laughs> yes it would be good they'd probably have a lot of sort of muslin or no what's it called the sort of netting stuff under it oh i just think they'd be insufferable <laughs> they're insufferable think... in a normal situation when they're doing their job I just think any, no. And did, uh, has your sort of aversion come from anywhere particular or is it you've both always just hated opera singers? I mean, you, were you, did your parents play a lot of opera when you were growing up or anything like that? I don't think they did, really. No. I just think, I did a music degree and we had to, I had to listen to a lot of it in uni and I just thought it was all bollocks. <laughs> and I resented, I mean, I don't think they can take my degree away from me now, but we'd have to go and watch like performances of shows as part of our degree and you'd have to like, staple your ticket into your portfolio to prove that you've gone and I would buy the tickets and then actively not go to the opera because I couldn't I would rather spend the money and not go 
than yeah. spend the money and go. It, I, it was torture. I'd, I mean, it was just, no. Mm. <laughs> I just think it's very pompous and, like, just it's there's like a snobbery to it of this like I can do this thing that you can't do on the sort of listening end of it as well it's there's a bit of that because it's like if you don't get it then there's something wrong with you it's not you're mm. not allowed to not like it it's only if you don't like it, it's because you don't understand it yeah yeah it's very yeah. alienating mm. Mm. I don't like it because it's shit <laughs> <laughs> I understand it I remember having a conversation with uh, a relative once and I think it was I was a teenager and I was listening to a lot of thrash metal and they're saying, oh, but how can you understand anything that they're saying? And I was like, well, you listen to opera all the time, which mostly isn't even in the same language. Same and even, as yeah. you said, even when it is, you still need subtitles. So I found it a little bit rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the different, with, like, tra- with like heavy metal music, they usually like, it's usually a massive release of energy. They're angry about something or they just want to like go to town on something. But with opera, they're going to town on why there's no soup in their bowl or who stole the cigarettes from the factory or where's my baby gone? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, where's my baby gone is a pretty intense thing to to have to deal with. (laughs) I went to an opera with my mum once on her birthday and it was, uh, well, it was funny because it has the subtitles or surtitles above the Mm -hmm. stage. And what's funny, because it always sounds so like 100% maximum energy, and then you read what they're talking about and it's just there's some bits that are nothing about the plot it's just sort of a scene setter so it's like here I am going about my business people selling flowers <laughs> and there's the market lady with her fresh fruit and it's That's like the, all just it, filler but it's still delivered in this massive way at least in the musical you can just sort of talk about it to set yeah. the scene and then yeah. get to the number That's what Madame Butterfly's about yeah. Where's the flowers? Where's the flowers? Here I am Here's the flowers. <laughs> I think that's the thing, like, that would translate to the person as well. Because if they're, like, in opera, if they're making a massive big deal about I'm walking along the ste- I'm walking along the road and, look, there's a man with a barrow, and they're making such a massive deal out of it, you know that they will be as extra in their everyday life. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's always going to be an antisocial thing, however you feel about it. It's, it's like any loud instrument, you know, to, to be on the island with someone singing opera is going to be difficult. It's not, they're never going to be able to be far enough away from you to do it quietly. No, they just make a big deal. Or you risk scaring away all the animals that you could maybe hunt and kill and eat. Yeah. You know. The bonus is, though, if, if, he, if, she get, if she or he gets lost, if they get lost on the island and you need to find them, they can release their their position by singing and you'll find them. Mm. That is the one. But what if you don't want to find them? Mm -hmm. You can't claim that you couldn't find them (laughs) because it's quite obvious where they are. (laughs) Touché. If you need to resort to cannibalism, though, they're probably quite good. You know, they're generally sort of larger people, aren't they? You know, for the (laughs) physics of the thing. They usually have massive boobs and bellies. Mm. So, I mean, that's something. There's some comfort there. I'd love to chew down on the fat thigh of an old opera singer. <laughs> well, you don't want someone completely lean and tough, you know. You don't, you know, true. if it was like a long distance runner, there's not going to be much nah. joy there. That's true. You, you want know. a wobbly soprano? <laughs> a big old ditty. <laughs> <laughs> Grill it up. <laughs> okay, so any opera singer goes on the island with you. I like the yeah. the blanket yeah. hatred there. It's it's good to see. <laughs> and uh, who would be your who would be your final person joining you? Uh, any person whose confidence outweighs their actual uh, their actual ability at a thing. Okay, 
Okay. <laughs> We're blanketing these people as well. Yeah, I mean, no, that's okay. I mean, that could encompass quite a large, large range of um, occupations and, and careers and things and people in general. Are there any ones that really sort of grind your gears particularly? Uh, anyone who's been on any kind of reality show, mm-hmm. specifically something like Love Island or one of the shit ones where you're like actively trying to get favourites. Yeah. Uh, all YouTubers, all of them. Mm, good call. And then with that, all influencers, because they're hideous. Gymstagrammers. Gymstagrammers. Fucking all of them in the sea. I don't know. <laughs> magicians. <laughs> I feel like magicians are really skating by on some very limited skills there, mm. but they like to pretend they're very good. <laughs> uh, just any any of those people. Parents who try to get their kids famous. They, I think they fall into that category of they don't really have that skills, but they're very confident in their own children. Mm. So they kind of push that. It's a big, um, big umbrella term of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically, if I'm going to be stuck on an island, I want to be there on my own. So I'm trying to make this umbrella as big as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I also think with those kind of people, they, all, they, chat, they chat a lot, but don't really give you too much. Mm. The last thing you want on an yeah. island is for someone to be like, look, we can do this, we can do that, we can get this done, we can get the trees down, we can do this. And then you're like, can you actually do it? And they go to do it and they, don't, they can't do it because mm. they chat shit. I wouldn't like yeah. that kind of false conversation on an island. I need someone to be like, it's not, hap- it's not happening. We're going to yeah. die here soon, fast. When you know that they're wrong as well, but they're so confident in their own abilities that you can't... Mm. Yeah, there's nothing that you can say is going to make them back down. So you spend your whole time just saying yes to a fucking idiot <laughs> uh, and watching your life disappear before you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that... Um... You know, especially with sort of influencers and YouTubers, because they sort of make so much from so little and have done so well out of it if they're successful, they would have sort of absolutely no sense of kind of of real life. So they would kind of be very bad at uh, reading the room and sort of, you know, actually realising what their true value is. So it's going to be excruciating. Yeah, that was a very nice, nice way of putting that. Oh, they're also, especially like the really, really, really high powered ones. They're so surrounded by yes people in their lives that Mm. no one ever tells them no. So you'd either be responsible for them having a full on breakdown if you stand your ground. And then you're the villain when if you ever get off the island because you've caused like fucking Mr. Muscle 2006 to throw himself in a sea or whatever. Mm. But like, I just think that it would it would be absolutely exhausting because they're just used to talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And I feel like they they would just take that into their own, like their lives off screen, or they'd still be trying to create content on the island. And that, <laughs> that would, would, be, that would be the mental. worst. Yeah. Oh, man. I can imagine them sort of going, oh, of course, because you'll know about my thing I did uh, a couple of years ago where, and you go, no, I have no idea what you've done. And be like, yeah, yeah, but sure. But you remember the thing I did, right? And you'd just be in this sort of weird feedback loop where they'd be telling you about this thing that they've done and you don't care and they don't care yeah. that they can't read the room enough to know that you don't give a shit yeah you'll be yeah. like there's a storm coming we have a fishnet to make stop doing press-ups on a piece of pineapple <laughs> oh that's that's the best content that i could think of on the island. <laughs> <laughs> or like if it was a love islandy kind of reality person they've just got no substance mm. so you'd never get a con- you'd either never get a conversation out of them or the only conversation you get out of them would be so fucking inane mm. that you'd wish they weren't talking anyway i think yeah and i can imagine a high level of delusion as well sort of 
keep going and mm-hmm. keep going where where have you been going off to all this time they're like oh, i've just been going in the diary room like there is no diary room what do you do like <laughs> you're going mad but you know that's their normal life is so insane that, that it doesn't it's not that different they're like oh yeah you know i went on castaway so uh, i know all about desert islands and it's like you don't mm. like, you've just got a good way of making yeah. hair wax out of shells or something that's about all you've got <laughs> <laughs> i like to think that when people come off love island they're so confused and bewildered that they just keep on walking into rooms and thinking that they're diary rooms and telling all their opinions yeah. to rooms of pe- rooms of people. Yeah. Or just to a wall or a mirror or something yeah. like that. <laughs> just constantly on the search for a, for a room. <laughs> Always in bikinis and lying on sofas outside where you're like, it's pouring with rain, we're in Cheshire, like, get inside. Where am I? Where and they've got, I? like, what massive sunglasses on. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very weird world. I don't think it's one that you want to invite into your your world. So I think it'd be a, a very good choice for the for the island as well. Just to uh, put you on the spot, out of any group of uh, people that would be included in this list, uh, is there one particular group that you that you hate the most? I think mine would be influencers. Yeah, the bad kind. There are some influencers that that do all right stuff. Are they good kinds? I, do, I, do, I actually don't know well, many influencers, but <laughs> Joe Wicks, he does good stuff, doesn't he? I don't know enough about him. Oh, but he's, they're just relentless, I think. Yeah, I think you have to be, though, don't you? It's just like if you st- it's like shark. Mm-hmm. If you stop swimming for a minute, you die. It's like if you stop pumping out crap onto the internet, like people yeah. move on really quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with let's yeah. go with influencers. G- the gym influencers for me. All right, well, they join you on the island. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? For food, we've gone with those, um, the eggs that you get on aeroplane food, on aeroplane breakfasts. You know, the flip-flop eggs. <laughs> oh, the sort of like weird, they call it an yeah. omelette, but it's like a weird it's slab a s- of... Slab of yellow. Yeah. It's a shoe insole. Yeah. We recently had to do a, New Ze- a flight to and from New Zealand within seven days. So we were travelling a lot. And our flights, we, where all the interchanges happened, they always seemed to be where you'd join the next flight and it would be breakfast for the next flight. So we had like, I'm going to say 10 lots of eggs, <laughs> over, 10 lots of those aeroplane eggs between seven days. I And I the, the problem was is that where the flight is so... The flights are so long, even for like shorter flights, when they're long, you, you start to attach your um, your declining mental health throughout the flight with the eggs because the eggs come, the eggs keep coming and your brain is spiralling out of control. So you're attaching an egg to madness. So every time you eat an egg, it just, it just, just helping you along the spiral. Um, eggs goes firmly into that, the desert island discs. Dicks. Not <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, airplane food, I'm not the first person to say it, it's not great. But, I, you know, a part of it I don't mind too much when, you know, get on in the evening and it's sort of, you're all still a bit excited and it's like a little packed lunch and you kind of, oh, there's lots of little things to open. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's disgusting. But, you know, there's that moment where you're sort of tricked into it. But, yeah, the breakfasts are always just appalling and they're always smaller than everything else as well. So if you are getting on a flight and it's, you know, and you're tired and just need some food. That's like the worst thing to arrive at, isn't it? It's the worst junction yeah, to hit, I think. It's unfortunate. It's it's a little gift if it comes with a little bit of a sausage or a little bit of like a tomato mm. tomato salsa. It's probably maybe one step up from you know you get those whole Eng- full English breakfasts in yeah. a can. 
Yeah. Have you seen that? It's maybe like one notch above that, which isn't very high. I would put them on the same. I'd put them on the same level. Okay. If anything, there's some there's something fun about having a full English in a can, and at least the full full English in a can, you can eat wherever you want. You don't have to eat it in a confined space where someone's funked out the toilet and your screen's broken and you can't watch the TV and everyone's breath fucking stinks, and then you have to eat fucking shoe <laughs> of a of an egg. <laughs> At least a breakfast in a tin. You can run out into the street if you if you're having such a horrible time. You can run away. You make a very valid point. Yeah, I hadn't taken in the sort of the the environment at which it's served in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. I I think as well those eggs like it feels like to make it they just make one giant sort of football pitch size sheet of it and then they come along and chop it into, you know they just mix a million eggs up, just lay it out on a big mm. hot plate somewhere and it's just yeah just a big sheet of egg yeah which just feels funny anyway. My theory is that it's not even an egg. I think it's a small. It, they've gone into someone's brain they found a small nightmare they've taken it out they've put some powder in it and some milk and thrown it into british airways direction <laughs> it feels very sort of wartime doesn't it uh, you know powdered yeah. eggs and that sort of thing yeah <laughs> yeah i think they're just the off cuts of like the fucking off-brand adidas factory and that's how it all they just smush them all together in a machine and put in i'm gonna say some kind of pig tear and just like roll it all out like a merry berry marzipan yeah, except really fast for sure <laughs> and that's how it's rolly egg yeah or mm, pressed yeah. they just get like a really sad person to <laughs> sit sad, on it the saddest person to in town. It. <laughs> the mayor of the yeah. saddest town yeah. to just do like yeah. a sausage can roll you, <laughs> yeah. can you take your sad fat ass and put it on top of this ugly egg <laughs> we're going to serve this at someone at hour 27 then, of their flight <laughs> And it's the way it's always billed as an omelette as well. It's not just called egg. If it just said eggs, sausage, tomato, mushrooms, you'd go, okay. But don't dress yeah. up, don't call it something. like. Mm. I mean, it has so little to do with where it came from originally. You know, it's basically another type of food. Like that's, it's, You know, like in sort of fast food chains oh. where they have to stop, they can't call them milkshakes because yeah. they don't actually have any milk in. It's like, that's just, maybe that's why they call it omelette because it's mm. got no eggs, but you kind of know what you're expecting yeah. if they say omelette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just call it breakfast. If you're just feeling sad Just call it something enough. to put in your mouth. The idea of them even having breakfast is kind of stupid when you're crossing that many time zones and you've no idea what day or time it is. Just like, just get a proper meal. It doesn't matter. No one, mm. no one knows. What, oh, I can't eat, eat a lasagna at this time. It's breakfast. You know? <laughs> What does it matter? Like you're in a <laughs> hole in space and time. That is Nothing's so true. relevant anymore. That's so true. And mm. and it's only ever eggs. They only assume that everyone in the everyone in the morning for their breakfast eats eggs. Like I'm pretty sure not every culture mm. egg is the main breakfast. Yeah, I think that as well, if if we're sort of not caring about what time it is, let's just have a cocktail. I mean, let's be civilized about this. Can't we have Bloody Marys or something instead? I mean, surely that would go down better. I'd rather have a crap mm. Bloody Mary than a crap egg thing. Strange egg mattress. Mm. I'd rather not be on the plane. That's the, that's the long and the short of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to look at them the same way again. And I didn't look at them in a favourable <laughs> light to start with. So, I mean, you know, you're being very persuasive. <laughs> it's seeing them walk down the aisle when the, when the, waitresses, or the waiters come down the aisle holding... A steaming egg. 
<laughs> Sorry, mm. that's a, that's too much egg stuff. Let's go. Let's go next. <laughs> I was just thinking of maybe that's what they uh, throw out of the plane. You know when you see the pictures and the in the thing of like if they land on water, and they have those <laughs> big yellow slides. <laughs> they stitch them all together really fast. <laughs> yeah, they just Pamela stitch is in the, the toilet together. stitching together <laughs> eggs, <laughs> ready for people to slide down. <laughs> egg <them>. blanket. <laughs> Man, we need the egg blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Just the mic- the microwave is just dinging with all these eggs just flying out. <laughs> Hot eggs. <laughs> I'd rather jump out with no. Yeah. I don't want to have contact with the eggs. I'd rather die. <laughs> okay, and, and what are you going to be washing this down with? What's your drink choice? A Caesar. A Caesar. Yeah. So it's a, it's like it's like a Bloody Mary, but they make it with clamato juice instead mm. of tomato juice. Ah, I've heard of this. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it's very popular in Canada, isn't it? Clamato. Don't they mix beers with it as well? They have like a beer and clamato. Probably. And it's called something else. It's... Probably. Dirty bastards. Clem, clem beer. Clem beer. I think it's called clam beer. Clam beer. Clam beer. Clam how did anyone get past the name and then continue to drink it after that? I mean, surely the name's enough to put your... But a Caesar... So a Bloody Mary... So it's basically like a Bloody Mary, but tastes of shellfish. Yeah, it's essentially that. Yeah, someone's... A, a Canadian colleague was like, oh, you've got to try this stuff, it's great. And he said he bought some... He found one shop that sold this sort of stuff and he was really excited and, and made one for us. And it's just like, what, I mean... Generally, the Canadians seem like they have a pretty good handle on things, but I mean, yeah, the Canadians used to drink. They were always on a always on a brunch menu. Canadians, they're like quite big for their brunch, and it was always on a always on a menu. And people were always saying, "Why don't you try Caesar? Why don't you try Caesar?" We used to live out there, and in the last like the last amount of time that we were there, we tried we tried one, and it was filthy fish fish tub bath water. <laughs> they also put they like put um. What's the what's the stuff that they put around the top of the glass? Like extra salt? Yeah. Just in case there wasn't enough yeah. fucking fish in your drink. <laughs> and it's got pickle juice in the bottom. So it's vodka, pickle juice, an actual a green bean, uh, then clamato juice. A green bean? Yeah, chuck a green bean in. Why not? Uh, we had one that had a pepper army stuck in it. <laughs> you see ones with like full on burgers and bacon and just all this crazy. It's basically soup, but discuss- like worse and cold. And you drink it in the morning. Yeah. It's hideous. Man. <laughs> the sea is already one of the most scariest, repulsive parts of this earth. The the stuff that's under the sea is, is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Mm. And then someone's saying, good morning, with your lovely breakfast, would you like to drink some <laughs> of that? Yeah. Would you, would you like to drink strange. a whale's pissy shower juice? I think it's a clam's pissy shower juice, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's not the whales. That would be Wellato. Well, Wellato. Wellato. I just find it so bizarre. It's such a localized, specific <clears throat> thing to Canada. I mean, if it was like maybe somewhere like Japan, where there's a lot of seafood, I'd kind of understand it more. But Canada, it just seems like a strange bedfellow. I've seen this clamato juice in my local Sainsbury's, and I can't believe you know. Sometimes there's just a corner of your Sainsbury's. And you're like, why yeah. is buying this? Because I've seen it on separate... It wasn't like it just came in once and then that was it and it was gone. <laughs> like someone once asked about it and they thought, oh, we mm. better get some. Mm. But it's, it's always there. There's like one little row of Clamato juice. So people must be uh, buying it. I but, wonder I mean, if at a was... rate of like maybe one a week, I'd say. So who uh, the fuck is it? Who knows? You know? I wonder if when the quarantine happened and all the supermarkets went bare, I wonder what that line of Clamato juice looked like if it was still there. Or people panic, yeah. bought, panic bought it thinking... I've just got to have something. Well, 
there's nothing else left. Yeah, surely this is just tomato juice. I mean, they can't really have clams in it. I mean, that would be ridiculous. I'll just buy it anyway. Yeah, I'll give it to my husband and see what he thinks. <laughs> Maybe it's just that it's just only bought by people who went, oh, mate, you've got to try this thing. I lived in Canada for a while and this will, this will blow your mind. It's so weird. Try this. And then, you know, so yeah. like every bottle has like a sip gone and then mm. it's just thrown out. Yeah. I agree. It, people like that or um, perverts. I think they're the only groups of people that eat. I, actually, I reckon probably older people. There's there's probably a craze of clamato juice. When um, prawn cocktail didn't that have a big rise in? I swear in like the eighties, everyone just ate fishy mm, stuff. Prawn cocktails, mm. shrimp cocktails. Maybe it came out and it was it was the cool thing to Tin drink. Salmon with your blancmange pudding. Yeah, I think maybe it was just sort of anything from the sea was harder to get, so it had a more luxurious edge <laughs> yeah. to it. You it know, doesn't say. Default, you know, was. Now we've got loads of nicer things, so we're not that fussed anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> it also really dehydrate you yeah. on the island, that kind of salty. Oh, yeah. Also, if you really like clamato, just you could just Stick drink your head the, in the sea. Don't take, take something else, yeah, put your head in the sea and, and try and not come back out. Yeah, it does feel like we've got enough ideas as humans to not have clamato juice. You know, we don't, surely we, we've got enough ideas left without it. We don't, we don't, we don't need yeah. this to happen. <clears throat> Even just go for tomato juice, if you're really that desperate... Mm. Clamato juice just yeah. feels like the boring person's idea of spicing things up a bit. <laughs> like they had tomato juice and they're like, oh, I'm fit into Saturday night. Let's get things frisky. Clamato juice. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> Mavis, fucking hell. <laughs> Mavis, your breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's a very good choice. What's the, and the drink is called a Caesar. A Caesar. Yeah. A Caesar. Wow. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of them before. And, uh, and frankly, I'm glad I haven't. <laughs> now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? The film we've gone for a genre. Is that all right? Yeah. We didn't pick one specific, but you can probably choose your specific one. Um, we've gone for any, one, any of them Jane Austen, old period, mm. fucking bonnet films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any, any of that shit. Yeah. Bonnet film seems like a good term for them. Yeah. Any fucking bonnet, bonnet film. drama. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone for that. Imagine that on loop. If I had to watch people bowing their fucking heads at each other and looking behind bushes and getting the like <laughs> getting the horn from someone touching their nose at the wrong time, I can't. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Also, I think their costumes would make me feel very hot. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching yeah. it would make me feel very sweaty and embarrassed that I'm the same species. <laughs> they are one of those... It's that genre of film where you kind of think... They're always so faithful to the text that... So you're not doing anything radical with it. It's not like the sort of Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet where it's a completely new take on it. It's like... It looks exactly the same, but with different people. Why did this... I mean, it presumably cost quite a lot. So why are we getting this again? Mm. Yeah. It's just in 4K this time. Yeah. And they also, like, they'll describe it as, like, a funny new reinvention of it. It's like, no, your jokes are still shit. Mm. She's, this one's just wearing a wacky wig or something. It's just the most diluted version of every... It's, it's not that romantic... It's not that funny. When it's sad, it's not that sad. When they're angry, they're not that angry. It's mm. like the fucking bath mat of the film industry. Yeah. They're just <laughs> wet, vanilla shower curtains of people doing very boring things. For the, except for like a couple, probably a couple, 
the they usually choose not that good looking guys as the the male is mm. it ingenue is that what they're called i don't know like the male the ma- like the male interest mm. they're never that they're they're all a bit too pasty because they have to be because of the time powdered powdered curly hair i don't mm. no one no one that's not going to give anyone in the the horn in this day and age yeah and it's weird because people get very sort of, oh, I'd love to live in that Jane Austen sort of time and it looks so elegant and nice. But probably, I mean, you know, the clothes are nice if very uncomfortable and restrictive. But also everyone would have stank because hygiene would have still been really bad. So it would be like, it wouldn't be that elegant because they'd all have black teeth and smell really bad. And it seems yeah. like one of the most boring times ever to live if you're that sort of because they're very privileged and very lucky but basically all the options available to you as a woman were a bit of embroidery piano sitting quite far away from each other in a big room in an uncomfortable chair and then marriage and that's it and then obviously kids that's your that's I mean, sort of how i want my quarantine to go to be fair <laughs> <laughs> i mean the men can kind of go off and kill things if they want or ride about quickly and get flustered and they'll probably get sent off to kill each other for a while. But it just looks like this incredibly depressing, still boring time, I think. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. It, you're right about everyone stinking and having black teeth. Mm. And also having if, gout. Yeah. The fun... I'd rather Jane Austen if it was happening in, like, the sewage parts of the town. Yeah. The weird, like, yeah. p- throwing piss buckets out the window, <laughs> that kind of... I don't know if she's written any of that kind of stuff, if there's any Jane Austen <laughs> fans listening. I don't apologise. Um, I'd rather the sort of gritty prostitutes does she talk anything about prostitutes i oh, like stuff about prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> like i was not not like old school ones you know like fun you know <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. with a twinkle in their eye <laughs> the actual human beings life. living human lives yeah. not sitting in their fucking <laughs> yeah. potty chairs whilst their nurse empties it and they're <laughs> playing the fucking loot or whatever bullshit they're going up to <laughs> I think it, people that find yeah. them interesting are boring people. With mm. all due respect to absolutely no one, I just can't. <laughs> Literally nothing happens in those films. I'd cut my own head off and throw it in the sea <laughs> if that was the only film left. Okay, oh. The most exciting thing that ever happens in any of these films is that they get to go to a dance where uh, someone might be there and give them some incredibly <laughs> faint look, which will symbolise a lot more than it, you know you expect. Mm-hmm. And you know, did you see him raise his eyebrow f- from over forty feet away? Well, he must be keen <laughs> to marry you. And but these dances, like they don't even get to dance. Like one person plays a piano, and then they walk in a line, go up to mm-hmm. someone, nod, turn around, walk back, briefly hold someone's hand, step mm-hmm. back, nod. You know, this this is your release. I mean, no wonder you were buttoned up yeah. so tight. Yeah, and if one of them like does a hop or a skip or a jump, they're like whisked away immediately for being an absolute slag. They're like, okay. to prison, <laughs> okay. and oh. their maids like, no milk for you. <laughs> it's uh, it's just the dullest. It's a lot of prick teasing and and not fun prick teasing. But I feel like everything is a tease. Like everything's no, almost like fun, but you, you know you've got a piano, but you can't play anything interesting on it. You know you've got a yeah. you've got a dance coming up, but you yeah. can't dance at it properly. You're just walking around a room. You're wearing a dress, but your 
tits are never going to fall out of it. Like it's not, there's nothing exciting in any of it. You look very elegant, but also incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, there's, it's like almost there in so many ways. And when they've like had a bit of a hot night or they're feeling a bit stressed, one curl has fallen out of their head where you're like, I've been on a night out. That's not what happens when you've had a bit of a fun night. You don't lose one curl. You Half your head is like been put in a bin and you're covered in kebab sauce, like... And half your dress the is missing. Kebab, like, that's not kebab <laughs> off Jane Austen. Kebab head. Jane Austen era. <laughs> <laughs> you never see them eating. If they do, they've got a tiny mm. fork. Tiny fork. Use a real a, fork. A bit of shortbread, I'd imagine. Mm. Something that the the maid has mm-hmm. made in the scullery. But I imagine they're so sort of wafer thin mm-hmm. and and brittle that you know, were they to have a heavy lunch, you know, they just their wrists would just snap. Yeah. You know, just from the weight of the food on their fork. Mm. Yeah. They just seem so sort of like. Like they're made of glass yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm. I'd yeah. smash them all on the floor. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> right in the bottle bank. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, what would your song choice be? Happy birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. Have you had that one before? No, no, no. Oh. I th- sorry, for a minute, I thought you said, have you heard that one before? I was like, well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Listen up. I'm being funny. It's me, Scott Mills. I've got a I've new been song the block for you. A few times. <laughs> New indie band. <laughs> I'm surprised no one said no, that I'd, before. I'm not sure if they have, but but I'm 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 uh, excited to hear your your workings out on it. Well, it's a really difficult song to sing. What? Firstly, is it? It's a hard song to sing because it's got an octave jump. This is me sounding like a prick, but it's it's hard to sing because there's like this big interval in the middle that no one can ever reach. Everyone starts it in their own key. There's no unified key for Happy Birthday. The saddest song to hear on any birthday is Happy Birthday. It's terrible. And so to hear that over and over again would be a nightmare. I think on a desert island as well, where you're, <clears throat> you sort of don't know one day to the next and you hear Happy Birthday, you will be wondering all the time, is, is it my birthday or is yeah. it not? Uh, which I think would drive you absolutely insane. And it would make your actual birthday, whenever that, if you ever work out when that is, it would make it very unspecial because you've heard it every mm. single day i think there is something a bit unsettling about it like still if you know i'm not a particularly nervous person but you know if it's my birthday and everyone starts singing happy birthday just i do get a bit of like you know i can feel myself going a bit red and it's i think it's the song more than the sort of all the eyes on me it's just it's something makes me a bit uncomfortable i think about it's it. that it has such an unsure beginning because no one has the confidence to go one two three uh and like so everyone just one by one creeps in like little frogs like happy birthday to it's just it's torturous and it feels very ominous with people singing in like a kind of droning mm. tone any song at all but especially a song that's supposed to be happy and does sound like you're being walked to the gallows <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that on the island, whatever song you pick, eventually you'd end up sticking it on just because you've got nothing else to do and oh. trying to find some good in it that you could sort of dance around a bit. But if you've just got happy birthday, I mean, that's like, you know, a montage of you both just going insane on an island with these horrible people and things, just singing happy or listening to a tape of happy I mean, birthday. someone from Love Island singing me happy birthday every two minutes. Just, Imagine uh, if you're, this, you're, the, you're the ship who's arrived onto the island to 
save the two people on that island and they're swinging around a coconut pole singing happy birthday in the wrong key oh i also like the idea that i mean in the setup we say that it's the planes entertainment system continues to work so the idea that there was just a channel in the planes <laughs> entertainment system playing happy birthday just in case it's your birthday while you're on the flight and you want to tune in for a bit. just for a moment of peace to remind you of the day you were first born. Yeah, just to distract yourself from the egg. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, any flight that's oh. given you that fucking airplane egg as a joke has definitely given you happy birthday. When they've served you your dinner and you're like, you know what, I'm going to just relax for a little bit and listen to some music to take my mind and tongue out of the taste of this fucking gym shoe that I've eaten and then you turn on the radio and it's happy birthday sung in eight different keys by I don't just hideous hideous voices yeah it does just give your island just that extra veneer of sadness and madness yeah isn't there an island called birthday island there's Christmas island is it called Oh, it's Christmas fuck that Island. Idea, yeah. There might be Birthday Island as well, isn't right. it? It might be an amazing place. It might oh. be lovely. Where's Christmas Although Island? I imagine Willy Wonka's probably all over. <laughs> oh yeah. That, to be honest, if I wasn't on this island, I would find it very amusing to watch Willy Wonka dancing around. I think you called it a coconut pole, which I'm going to assume is a tree. <laughs> 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 to the sounds of Happy Birthday, that feels very on brand for Willy Wonka. Stop the stop the presses there is a birthday island oh there is a birthday island it's in the island group of montebello islands people also search for oh it doesn't mean it. there's also an island called buttercup island hmm. ah. i wonder if they're as nice as you think i wonder if something really special happens on your birthday on birthday island or, or maybe it's oh. somewhere where they haven't even discovered birthdays they're not even into it could be the opposite <laughs> they're like, i don't know why they call it that it's weird isn't it yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what one is until some settlers came here. Now, yeah. Now there's picture taken next to the sign. <laughs> it's just got a jaunty little party hat on there and they don't really know why. They've just let the settlers leave it there. It's like yeah. a nice gesture. Yeah, like their natural formal costume yeah. is like party hats, but that's where they and that's where they originated badge. from. <laughs> but to them it's just normal. The national instrument is one of those tooty blower things. The <laughs> Yeah, the royal family comes into a fanfare of party blowers on the island. <laughs> well, that's the rest of my afternoon spent researching Birthday Island now, or at least writing up my own uh, treaty for one. It's just off. It's just off Western Australia. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. Mont- on the part part of the Montebello Islands, Montebello Islands, northwest of Australia, and Montebello is Italian for beautiful mountain, so they must be lovely islands. Mm. Although now I've sort of conjured up such a such an idea in my head of what it is, I'm only going to be disappointed, aren't I? Just to find out it's just yeah. a beautiful tropical island where it's fairly <laughs> Stick to your own imagination, <laughs> yeah. is what Willy Wonka would say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the first draft of his song, I think. <laughs> Stick to your own imagination. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's it's not, not, it's not clicking here. <laughs> Not a hook. <laughs> now, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? It's a, a tiger or anything from the large cat family. Oh, okay, interesting. This is where um, it was difficult to come to a, an agreement mm. on choosing one together because my uh, mine would be any member of the small cat family. I think small, normal, you know, your everyday cat Right. It's one of the most infuriating animals I've ever met. <laughs> um, I, but we we could just cats could be the umbrella. So for just this one. anything with the feline in the in the Latin name. 
Yeah. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we'll just give you the whole... Is it the genus? Is that what it's called? The whole species? It is now. So, so Rosie, you, you dislike the small cats. And does that mean, Nicola, that you hate the big cats or you just you hate all of them? I don't, so I don't hate them. My problem is that I wouldn't want to be on an island with them because I feel like at any point they could mm. turn and they owe like no loyalty mm. to you. And if they do turn, then you're absolutely yeah. fucked. Like there's no, there's no hiding, they'll mm. find you. Which, makes, which is why I wouldn't want to be stuck on an island with them. Because I think if they've decided that they're going to attack you, they're going to attack you. I think the problem as well, like they look so nice. I think, to, I mean, I'd like all the cats and all, all the sizes but you know like with a shark or something that looks like a bastard you don't mind so much because you don't you know you're not going to want to get in and cuddle it whereas a tiger you think if we could just bond this would be the greatest French you know you'd be soft and cuddly and nice and I could probably yeah. just about ride you you know but it's that thing of like knowing something really nice looking is really dangerous and you can't touch it and it's frustrating yeah Mm. I think because we've like all watched the tiger that came mm. to tea and we all assume that we're going to be friends with like these animals or whatever. But we've also, I think most of us in quarantine have watched the Tiger King and we know how these things play out. And I just wouldn't, I don't think I have a, an even enough personality that any animal would trust me in general. I think cats and so cats, cats really play off instinct, don't they? So mm. they can like tell if you're scared mm. or if you're this or if you're that. And on a desert island, you're going to be all over the shop. Yeah. So yeah. They're going to have to be reading a lot of different things and responding to you in many different ways. Yeah, and I think they're also, they're very, um, I mean, they're big animals, but they're also quite stealthy, so you wouldn't know where they were, or even the small cats, like, they're good yeah. at hiding and, and, and prowling around quietly. So you would just get a, a real shock. They do also, they mm. need a lot of feeding as well, so that would take away a lot of the island's resources from you. Yeah, all the fish and if stuff. If we're going to get really mm -hmm. serious about this. Yeah. All your eggs gone. They love eggs. <laughs> Famously, they'll take the egg and the and the duck. Hmm. It will be duck eggs on the island, I assume. <laughs> or I pigeons. And I think it wouldn't be um, not. It's not going to be a good way to die, is it? Like, I mean, a shark, I reckon, will just probably deal with you fairly quickly. Something venomous. I don't know. Depends. Probably could string it out a little while, but I mean, I think being just a slow. I mean, mm. They're not going to wait till you're dead to start eating, really, are they? They're just going to go for it. No, <clears throat> no. I don't think they'll graciously kill you either. They'll sort of like grab you by the leg and fling you around the air they'll in a very you. upsetting, very upsetting. They'll give you a good. They'll give you a good go before they swallow you. Like yeah. a shark usually just goes straight in, get it in the mouth. Mm. But a lion will fling you mm. around. He'll bash you against trees. Yeah. He'll. They like the chase and stuff as well, so I feel like they'd give you a good run around. It would be like a fucking Benny Hill film <laughs> before you, like, get eaten. They'd chase you around a bit. <laughs> and then you'd be all over the place because you wouldn't know whether to just, like, give up and lie on the floor or whether you should keep running <laughs> for the lols or, like, climb up trees. I think it would just be, like... It just wouldn't be a very dignified death, <laughs> no, ultimately. No. <laughs> you'd be running around like a fucking loon <laughs> before you're eaten by a tiger or a lion yeah. or whatever yeah no it's not i mean even worse even more humiliating if it's a domestic cat as well oh yeah <laughs> oh, how, how humiliating <laughs> to be killed by a domestic cat mm. you, you, 
who's chased you around oh. the island first. <laughs> She's, you're scared. Let's, I assume at this point you'd be, you wouldn't have that many clothes on unless yeah. you're the opera singer and you've decided to put your dress on <laughs> like a loser. You would be being chased with very little clothes on by a small, by a small cat. Yeah. <laughs> a small ginger cat. Because that's the thing, even if they were your friends, like it doesn't take much for them to switch and then... I mean, I, I think my cat, if he could get away with it, there'd be times he would kill me, just not out of particular malice, just because I'd pissed him off and, like, you know, he mm-hmm. has got such a sort of, like, ruler complex that he would just go, ah, I'm bored of you, bam. And that's the only way, that's the only reason our cats are so small, because any bigger is dangerous, like, which is a weird reason to have a pet. I mean, yeah. you know, because <laughs> I, th- I was thinking, well, so wouldn't it be fun if you could just get, like, mid- medium-sized cats, you know, just to, as house cats? Mm. And I realised it's just so dangerous, that's why they have to be so small. And suddenly yeah. I... Yeah, like Shetland Yeah, and like I just looked at him in a different light. I was like, you would fuck me up if you got the chance. Yeah. So. Weirdly, I feel like the only animal that that's not true of is, like, a snail. Mm. Because when they get bigger, they do get funny. And they're still equally not dangerous. They're just more disgusting. <laughs> they can't chase you either. Or if they can, then that's a reflection on you, not on the snail. <laughs> <laughs> do you think a big snail would be quicker because it's bigger or slower because it's bigger? Um, oh. Interesting, because it would be... It would have a lot more to... It'd have a lot more on its back. The backpack is bigger. Yeah, but so then it it's got a it bigger, bigger foot, hasn't it? So Yes, mm. it could... Do you know what? I actually don't think... Oh, no. Well, there's just... Hmm. Mm. <laughs> well, That's one I of mean, the most interesting things I've heard in the last seven weeks. Well, I was going off on a tangent, so it doesn't matter if we finish it, but it's given someone, it's given people something to think about for lockdown. So, you know, mm. if nothing else, well, you're welcome. Its muscles would be bigger. Sorry. I'm stuck at this, its muscles will be bigger, so it would be able to... It'd probably have a little bit more momentum mm. in that old slug slug yeah. body. Of, yeah. Mm. Okay, but they're not joining you on the island anyway. I'm just going off on a tangent. No. But cats of Thank all God. kinds are. Oh. <laughs> Imagine cats. being chased around an island by a massive snail. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it would be embarrassing to be chased around an island by a small cat. Yeah. Small because cat. you could outrun it. So the fact that you're being chased <laughs> by it and it's keeping up is like quite embarrassing. Just running, you, running rings around the coconut pole. <laughs> <laughs> As Willy Wonka sings happy birthday into the floor, I assume. Oh, man, you've, you've really conjured up a shocking environment for yourselves. So, uh, <laughs> bravo, bravo on that. Um, so, Nicola and Rosie, uh, thank you very much for taking part today. Um, obviously, lockdown skewed everything a little bit, and, and especially for gigging comedians like yourselves. So where can we find out or see or hear more from you? Um, we have, we've got a whole hour special on Amazon, which you can watch if you've got the if you've got prime mm-hmm. or just borrow someone's password um there's a whole hour of our stuff on there we've got stuff we got, we're at flow and Joan. we got stuff on on all the uh on all social the ones. on all mm-hmm. the social outlets as everyone as everyone does and did you have a uh, i believe you have a postponed tour that's happening at some point as well oh yes we do, you do. i'm just assuming that's not ever happening <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it will happen but that's it's kicking off probably mostly august onwards okay. but who knows but keep an and eye on our website. Yeah. Cool. Lovely. Yeah. Well, I'm off to research uh, Birthday Island and uh, the speed of different sized snails. But um, <laughs> yes. thank you very much for joining us today on Desert Island Dicks. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. For Thanks so much for having us. Thanks yeah, thank you. 